0: Ladies and gentlemen, every other Tuesday on the Journey into Comics Network, it's poor news with the late breaking news when it matters most. The following, the following, following. Is a journey, into journey into comics, journey into, comic. journey, into comic. journey into comics, journey into, comic. journey into comics, journey into comics, journey into comics network, 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 network Networks. production, production, and where we go. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to Journey Into Comics, the podcast dedicated to all things nerd, with your host, the podfather himself, Nate Phillips. Showtime, a-holes. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to another episode of Journey Into Comics, Journey Into Comics 221. I am your host, Nate Hope everyone's doing fantastic, man. You know what's crazy? Have you guys ever had like one of those weeks that just like tried to wipe you off the face of the earth? Like everything went against you. That kind of is how my past week felt. Uh, So let's kick it off really, you guys. You guys heard JIC220 on Monday and I mentioned on that episode that on the following day, which was Tuesday... I was going to travel down to Lafayette to go to the house podcast trophy and do a show with them doing episode 66 on that was going to be released on December 6th. So it's like 66 and six, which is like six, six, six. I don't know. For some reason, I thought that was a fun little like number thing. Uh, mark of the devil. Anyways, so <clears throat> I go down on Tuesday and I drive down to go to Dick's house and I kind of took my time leaving, and I finally take off, and I get to, you know, I dr- I just drive the whole trip to Lafayette in, like, one straight fucking shot, mostly. It's important to note that I was like, at some point I have to eat, oh my god, I'm fucking hungry, but I'm gonna be late to the show, because I, like, didn't give myself enough time based on what traffic does, and it's like, I always do that, I think I have way more time than I do, and then traffic is just, like... It's like, oh, it can't get any more terrible than it was last time. It took me 15 minutes to, you know, get from where I live to like, let's say, Lowell. Um, But today it's going to take two hours. Woo! It didn't do that. But that's just like an extreme example of how badly it shifts, as it were. So I drive all almost all the way into Lafayette, and i like in probably like two or three exits outside of the actual town, I'm not sure where exactly I was, but there was a stop off to get Taco Bell, and I was like, yeah, I actually kind of do want some Taco Bell, that'll be fucking delicious, so I got myself a, a Taco Supremes, and they were delicious, And I had ate two of the three, that's important to note that I had two of the three, and I thought to myself, man, don't overstuff, you don't want to have all three, that'd probably be a bad idea, you just want to have two of these right now. You know, and you're going to be doing a podcast in a little bit. Like, you you don't want to get too crazy. So, I get to Dick's house. And uh, it's the first time I go to his new abode. And it's a lovely place. I fucking dig the fuck out of it. It's one of those things, like, sometimes when I go, like, AP's also got one of these houses. Fun to mention. Uh, I go to their houses and I'm immediately envious of certain aspects of their homes. Like, Dick has the coolest fucking basement in the world. Like in my opinion, I know it's like weird and has like kind of like kind of like a slight creepy vibe to it, but just to have a basement space to even attempt to do what he's doing, it allows for podcast free to be what you guys are seeing every Thursday and listening to every Thursday. Well, actually seeing every Tuesday, listening every Thursday, and then anytime they do bonus episodes. For real though, let's side I'm going to just quickly side tangent before we get deep into the show and 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 I and I dissect all the shit that's been going on, because there's like some like life changes and shit that had to happen because of this week, and and it's I wanna I wanna talk about it today. So before I talk about that though, I wanna just say if you guys have an opportunity and you're already listening to the Journey into Comics Network, you guys are already enjoying Podcastrophy. It comes out every Thursday on our network. They have expanded and created their own like uh, what do you call that solo feed, right? and with them having their own solo feed, they need to kind of grow and have subscribers and build numbers and all that shit, you know, and get out there to new listeners, because we want to always expand the brand of Journey into Comics Network. It's about us all growing as a whole, you know, rising uh, tide raises all ships, as Mr. Brian K. Morris would say, Uh, and I'll be seeing him this fucking weekend at the Lafayette Con before Christmas. Guys, I'm hosting another Lafayette Con. I'm so excited. It's a wintry, festive event this coming Sunday. You guys should check it out. It'll be the same day that the Best of the Week's dropping for you guys this week. You'll be hearing this uh, probably in the Best of the Week clip. We'll see how that goes down. But anyways, uh, back to it with Dick's House. So I get there, and it's Dick and Matt. And it was awesome to finally meet Matt Wilcox for the first time. Like He's been on the network and done several different episodes of Podcastrophy. And it's just never been able to actually meet him. So to finally meet him was really fucking cool. And it was like, hey, cool. I'm really glad that you're, you know, joining Podcastrophy. I think, you you know, add a great element to the team. And then, you know, me and Dick are talking and whatnot. And Tyler shows up and and I give Tyler a big old hug and say, hey, we all rock it down. Let's get into the basement. Let's get into this. And we get ready to do Podcastrophy. Now, folks, let me tell you something. You guys can go on Podcastrophy's Facebook and actually see the four-hour show we did from the basement where all kinds of craziness is discussed from the uh Japanese slippery stairs game to the Captain Marvel trailer that had just dropped to uh all kinds of fucking things like we went like we went the rounds and rounds and rounds we talked venom and had an amazing chess game of arguments the between Tyler and I that was very professional debate I love debating that guy. He's very good, and I, it's very strategic when we're discussing. He has very great points, and when he brings up a good point, I'm like, "Shit, you got me on that good point." However, I still have this other point, and I always try to counter him. It was fun. It was it was really a, a blast to do their show. Weird thing is, during the whole show, I'm feeling okay. Like nothing's really strange to me. I feel good now. One thing to note is I had, and you know, I always talk to people about this. This is I've said this before, and I'll say it again. Alcohol happens to be a massive trigger for my migraines. And I was on podcast and you know what? I love those guys and I want to be in that culture when I'm with them. So I fucking started drinking for this one episode of podcast I'm drinking cryo citric citrus nugs or something from 450 North. And yeah, the beer was fucking tasty. It was amazing. It was great and i was enjoying it and i drank the whole entire fucking thing throughout the whole four hour podcast you know took my time and and just and really enjoyed it because i wanted to i don't want to get drunk on the podcast i want to get fucking crazy or you know i'm still trying to be respectful and be the pod father and you know I have a fucking image to uphold and i don't want to get too wild wild out too much i mean i think i think i still did wild out a little bit and you guys can definitely go back and listen. And that's another thing to note you guys are going to hear the second half of that podcast. Right here on the Journey into Comics Network and pod.podbean.com Or if you search Podcastrophy uh, on iTunes, uh, you can find them there as well. So uh, anyways, you'll get the second half of that episode this coming Thursday. It's episode 67 for them. Really looking forward to hearing how that second half actually turned out in podcast form. Watched it in video form and had a blast. I thought it was fucking hilarious and a lot of fun to, to experience. Uh, but uh, to hear it will be something probably completely different. I'm unsure. Anyway, so get done with the show and Tyler peels out real quick, Matt peels out real quick and I'm just kind of like hanging around dicks for a few minutes and I try to get my bearings together. I'm not feeling quite right and feel a little migraine coming on so I go take some medicine and I'm talking to Dick and taking my medicine and whatnot and uh, I'm just talking to him and I'm just feeling... I don't even know how to. Desc- it was like, I was trying to catch my words because I felt like I was out of control of what I was saying, but I wasn't quite sure why. And I'm like, I'm certainly not drunk. Like, let me let's just let's clear something up right now. While I do not drink very often, I have a very hardy liver, and trust me, I can handle my booze. I am not a fucking lightweight by any means. I've drank alongside of some of the best of them. And, uh, you know, still standing, obviously. So one beer does not fucking ruin me. I don't want you guys to get some sort of weird image thinking that I was trying to, like, drunk drive and all this. This is not ex- exactly that. So throughout four hours, I drank the t- an equivalent of one singular beer. And at the end of that, uh, I like I said, I'm upstairs with Dick, hanging out, talking. And I, you know, really, it's here's the fucked up thing, man. And Dick's probably better to ask about what exactly happened because I'm not really sure I know I asked him for some medicine because I wasn't feeling quite right and uh, I'm in Lafayette and I had told Nick Max and I was gonna swing by his place and say hey and and uh, you, you know just uh, if I if I have an opportunity and I'm in Lafayette I like to just poke my head in a couple places just just to kind of get myself around see who I can see while I'm there you know and if I don't get to see everybody, that sucks, but when I do get that occasion, it's it's fucking great, so Nick is on my route, I had already told Nick and expressed to Nick, hey man, after trophy, you're going to be seeing my ass, I'm going to be swinging by on my way home, because you're on my, on my way home, actually, directly, so it'll be easy, I could just like cruise right to you and then leave from your house and head home, it'll be fine, so I'm talking to Dick for a minute, and I'm like, I don't want to tell him this, but I'm, like, dreading leaving his house, but I'm also dreading that time is still happening. Like, I'm not really sure what exactly is going on, and I'm a little bit confused, and I'm also concerned because, I, like I said, I told Nick, hey, man, around, like, "Eh, anticipate, like, 9.30 or 10.30. Your time is probably when you'll be seeing my ass show up. So, you know, I just... I didn't feel right, but I left anyways, and that was a stupid mistake, and on top of leaving anyways, and here's something that I was just, I really didn't think any of this through, and it was just because I don't think I was in my right headspace because I was hurting so bad, and I didn't realize it, and this is the important thing. While I'm telling you guys I'm not feeling right, I've not even processed that I've had a migraine trigger because I'm in like a really nice space. I just had this great conversation with my friends. I'm like like high on dopamine from hanging out with my buddies and having amazing conversation and having a lot of laughs and like genuinely hard on my sleeve right now. It was like one of the best times I've had in a while out and about doing a thing. So it was a really fun podcast for me to be a part of. So I'm not considering what's actually physiologically happening in my body. And, uh, ultimately I'm like, Oh shit. I think I'm, I think I think something's wrong. I'm not sure, but I think something's wrong. So I just jump in the truck right away so I don't fucking start it first. So it's frosty. And I have to, like, drive with it a little bit frosty. But it, it heats up really fucking fast. And as soon as it heats up, it defrosts. And I can see perfectly clearly. I get to Nick's place. And I can kind of remember this a little bit because I'm, I'm, I'm in and out of my recollection. And a lot of the reason I don't really recall the drive is because I was very much focused on the GPS and making sure that I wasn't crashing. So, like... The in and out details, you guys don't need to know about my drive. It was basic. It was a fucking trip between the two places. They're not too far apart. So I get to Nick's house, and he's, like, sticking his head out the fucking screen door, and it was fucking hilarious. It made me laugh, and I was like, oh, man. And again, I have this, like, dopamine hit. I'm like, oh, I get to see Nick Maxson. It's going to be a fucking good time. Like, I wasn't sure if anybody was over or not, but it was just like, okay, fucking cool, man. So also, just so you guys know, there's going to be some like, oh, man, I don't know how to tell them that's going to happen. They're just going to have to. Okay, anyways, so I'm at Nick's hanging out and chit-chatting and bullshitting for a few minutes, and Zach Davidson comes out of the pisser, and his buddy was there whose name I can't, I fucking suck at names. I can't remember who it was. I want to say his name was Jason, but that's probably not it at all. I'll ask Nick later. He'll probably tell me. So, Zach and we're all like bantering for a few minutes. And again, I can tell that I'm not feeling great. The migraine is doing something. And I'm starting to take hold that like, oh shit, I have a pretty massive migraine right now. And and I've got real danger on the brain. And we're going to go through all the ins and outs of this. So, and then, yeah, there's like a whole fallout from that. So, uh, Zach made a joke, and as soon as he makes the joke, I'm like, uh. Oh, and I la- you know, I finished laughing, and then we were having a good time for a second. And I'm like, on that note, guys, like, I hate to be a fucking ass, but I need a dip. I gotta go. We gotta roll. So uh, there's a mouse in my pocket. I don't know why I said we gotta roll. It was me. I had to roll. As soon as I said that, though, I feel completely completely 180 the absolute worst in my life like something is is devastating my life right now and I'm like not quite sure what's going on and my head is ringing like a motherfucker all of a sudden it's just like we you know like on the high or something I don't I can't even higher than that it's just like this insanely you know so I'm like, Nick, and I'm like trying to go out the door, but I'm looking at his door, and I'm like, I don't want to go there. I need to do something else. What do I have to do? And I'm like, and he goes, I'm like, Nick, where's your? And he goes, you need the bathroom? And I was like, that. And he goes, right in here, my man, and I'm following him, and he goes, right there's the toilet. And I was like, thanks, dude. I think I'm going to puke. And I just, like, he's like, oh, no. And I shut the door. And then I just like started violently projectile vomiting into his toilet. It was like, you know, like this like, you know, like that kind of shit, you know, and, uh, you know, and uh, it was bad. It was not good. And Nick like is, it runs in there in the middle of me like fucking dying and like my eyes are watering so bad I can't see straight and I'm like trying to get my focus on the wall because my head is now spinning because I puked so hard that my migraine is like, that's one of the, okay, so here's like a, it's like the fucking weirdest thing. And we're going to, again, go through the whole thing. So the migraine happened, which triggers me to vomit. It's happened four times, three of which have been this year. Um, I've had three particularly bad migraines this year, right? So I... I I get the migraine, the migraine makes me puke, I puke, Nick checks in on me, he brings me water and paper towels, I clean myself up, I drink the water, and, like, I get myself together, I flush the toilet and all that stuff, and I make sure, like, I I didn't leave it fucking in the worst shape of the world, you know, Uh, because I don't want to be, like, a total fucking asshole, and... I walk out and I, and I guess during the conversation, and this is where I'm very clear about it. I guess during the conversation, right when I got there, I had mentioned that I had a little bit of a migraine and I walk out of the bathroom and Zach is looking at me and he looks a little bit frightened, but he's like, Hey man, uh, my stepdad or he said my dad or one, I don't, again, fuzzy on the exacts, uh, gets really terrible migraines that make him puke dude and that was exactly what that sounded like are Are you sure you're okay and i was like i don't know if i'm okay man that was bad like i don't know and nick's like dude you turned into a fucking demon and they're like you know and uh and in retrospect that's really fucking funny to me it makes me laugh really hard so i uh he's like are you all right and i was like man i uh oh man i don't know uh Yeah, man, I think I'm going to be okay. I'm just going to go ahead and take off. Like The truck was out running still. So I go out there, and I get in the truck, and I sit for a second. I thought I was going to puke again. And then I didn't. I was good. I was like, okay. And then as soon as I didn't puke that second almost puke, it hit me like I feel clarity. But at the same time, I'm not sure how this is going to go down. So I like started to feel clear, and I start my drive home. And I got myself to 65, no problem. And once I'm on 65, literally, guys, let me tell you something. I've done this a while. I've been in the game a long time with migraines. I've had to drive with them before. It is a dangerous thing. Should the father do it? Probably not. Have I done it? On occasion, I have to. The issue is I have real bad separation anxieties and have a hard time being away from home for long periods of time. And that's, you know, uh, or being away from my family, I guess, is the is the more apropos way to say that. It's not about being away from my residence, but being away from my family and being disconnected. It affects me and my mood, my person. So I am like fucking make the conscientious decisions. I got to drive home and I'm on 65. And that's where things get scary, folks, because I'm I, it overtakes me. This pain is so fucking violent. It's bad. Now, right, I guess right before I left Dick's house, I also told him I was like, hey man, could you do me like one huge favor? And will you edit? Adulting ain't easy because I'm in migraine mode right now. I guess, or I don't know if I told him I was in migraine mode or if I alluded to it. Not feeling good, and I have to drive home, so it's going to be a while i really appreciate it if you could do it. And he's like, yeah, sure, no problem. Dick's the fucking best with shit like that. You know, that, he's amazing. So I am driving home and no real recollection of the drive. I called Sarah. I called Veronica, obviously. I called Dad. Uh, so I called three people that I care about the most and that I trust the most. And through the stages of the drive home, they each – talked me through parts of it okay and very important because it just having them as like a vocal guide of distraction is enough to keep me in the game while I'm driving because it becomes things are they're not blurry that's not the word but things are fuzzy you almost don't trust your judgment while your migraine is really like overtaking Uh, the light sensitivity was so fucking extreme so any headlights at all, any any traffic oncoming was daggers into my fucking skull, like in my eyes and through the back of my fucking head, man. Like the worst, the absolute worst. And I, I, you know, I genuinely, every living human being, sans probably a few, I would not wish migraines upon to anyone else. Like they are the fucking worst. So I finally get home and I'm fucking wrecked. And it hits me all in the same motion of getting home that I never told Dick that adulting ain't easy has an outro. Or that maybe I don't know if he had noticed that it had an outro. I'm not I don't know what I don't know who listens to what. I don't keep track of that shit. That'd be too many kind of things for me to need to keep track of. Everybody listens to whatever the fuck they listen to. So I don't know who knows and pays attention to those kind of things. That's for me to do and not for everyone else to do. So I'm like, oh my fuck. I've got to re-edit it all Ain't easy and upload it. Lucky for me, all I have to do is edit the file because Dick had already done all the legwork. He's already got all the groundwork laid out for me. So all I have to do is flop, flop, flop on the table and it's gold. You know? I just insert the new file that I've created with the outro and everything in it. And then it's done. So I do that. And then I had to just like crash out. It was over. And the next day started anew. And I thought, you know what? I'm tired of feeling like this. I'm tired of every day having a fucking migraine. So fucking bad, man. And uh, with that, I made some decisions before We go any further with those decisions. This drink break brought to you by Poor News. You guys can check it out. It's coming out tomorrow. I think it's episode nine. Pretty sure it's episode nine. Might be ten. It's nine. It is nine. Okay. So check out Poor News tomorrow. This is a drink break brought to you by the show Poor News featuring Andrew Poor. Man, tasty water. It's the fucking best. All right, so I woke up Wednesday and I had already kind of Tuesday started to make the commitment to no pop. So Wednesday I woke up and I was like, okay, here's one thing I can guarantee will help get rid of the migraines that have been consistently plaguing me and that's cut sugars out. The The higher my sugar intake, the worse they become and it's weird because some sugars can immediately trigger it. However, I have a really bad and I'm just gonna... Call my faults out right here on the podcast. I have a really addictive personality when it comes to drinking pop. So Pepsi's or Cokes or Root Beer, those are like my top three God, like I'd kill for a root beer right now. But I'm not on the pop. I'm done with pop. We're here at Monday. That means that uh, you know, as of day of recording, I'm at day six with no pop fully. And I feel really fucking good, you guys, in that regard, with no pop. My muscles don't ache nearly as bad. I feel way more mentally together, I guess. I feel less cloudy in that regard. I don't have this, like, soda pop uh, sludge, as it were. So that kind of leads to the rest of the things that kind of have happened. So Wednesday, I had to go and, again, no pop. But I have to go and hang out with... Oh, I don't have to. I, I enjoy doing this because that kid's fucking hysterical. Uh, v needed me to watch Ollie and hang out with the boy for a bit. So the boy and I got to spend some time together, which was nice, quality time. And played and had a lot of fun and nerded out and tried to teach him some shit about life and stuff. I always try to like bring um, a perspective as a as a co-parent type uh to Oliver that maybe regular parents don't necessarily consider so like I'm always trying to think about explaining to him why it's important to do what I what we're saying to do especially when it's just he and I one-on-one like I'm gentle I'm gentle as fuck hey man please don't do that because xyz it's it immediately comes with a quick explanation of here's the synopsis of what's going to happen if you do that thing and I don't want you to and say get hurt and then if he goes well why this what if we could just do this and i'll go no look here's the deal you know and then if at some point maybe he'll devolve it and let me let my guard down to the point where i'll go okay fine try it for yourself and see what happens that's what's the worst that could happen nothing nothing at all and you know sometimes nothing does happen like sometimes because he's a weirdo he likes to stab things with scissors, and it's dangerous to me, but the grandparents have let him do it, I guess, so we just don't really can't, he's five, I mean, and it's not like they're the sharpest scissors in the world, so anyways, uh, I was hanging out with him for a bit, and then I had to come home, and uh, I get here, and Sarah's super sick, she's not feeling well, she like got something going wrong with her fucking a tooth infection or some shit that's, like, fucking her head up. She's feeling all swimmy and not good. So then, like, she has to go to the doctor on Thursday, and Thursday, what did I do Thursday? Thursday was the 6th. Why do I not remember the actual Thursday? What the fuck did I do? Man, like, I'm looking at it. It was the, oh, you know What? Thursday was a recoup day and a cleaning day. I started working on cleaning in the house some more. I've been telling you guys about the journey of like cleaning up the house and whatnot. So it was a recoup day, and ultimately I just kind of like chilled out and watched the, uh, the NFL uh, Thursday night football game, which was the Jags versus the Titans. Got to see something that's only happened one other time in history, which was a 99-yard touchdown run from scrimmage on a handoff. It was incredible. Derrick Henry, whoa, what a play. He had, like, broke the record for a single game for Titans history. Just, you know, some game that I decided to tune into for whatever reason. Some crazy shit like that happens. So it was, like, Wednesday after hanging out with Ollie, and, and then, of course, when we came home, we got to hang out for a little bit, and then I had to, had to dip out. Uh Hanging out for a couple of days and kind of, like, getting my bearings together was, like, really no pop for sure like i had to get myself on the like drinking as much water as possible and i was drinking like four or five six bottles of water a day and now i'm probably like up to like a solid six or seven a day i have two or three every couple hours you know i'm trying to always sip on pop or on water (laughs) no pop no pop so uh see i'm so trained to even say pop it's like a thing that and do you guys say soda or pop i'm not even sure maybe that should be on the poll on JIC sometime. Maybe I should do a poll and say, what do you guys say, soda or pop? Which is it? And we'll talk about it. But uh, Another quick drink break there. But uh, anyways, so Friday comes around. And Friday, Friday morning, we got up early to go hang out with V. We drove down to Lowell to hang out with Veronica. The girls and I are sitting there. And I was just like, Again, not feeling a hundred percent. My head's still a little not a hundred percent. So they suggest, like, why don't we go get your haircut? Like, why don't we just go take you to the place downtown, get you signed up? They'll they'll they're professionals there. They won't fuck your hair up. I was like, okay, cool. I've had my hair cut at this place before just by different people because every time i go to a fucking person to get my hair cut that person either a fucks it up and i don't want to ever go back or be there really good and when i start getting like a rapport with them they end up having to move away or quit doing hair or some fucking arbitrary reason they stop doing the job they're doing or make it inaccessible to me so it's a it's not them it's me type thing i don't fucking know or maybe it's them i don't care So we go to the downtown hair place in Lowell, and this gal, Danny, is chit-chatting, and you know, it was nice. It was a nice conversation. She seemed into a lot of the nerdy stuff that all of us here at the network were into, so it was really fun, and she was actually, like, family friends with the members of Veronica's family, so they, like, by proxy kind of knew each other. It was kind of weird. It was just, like, this weird how it all shaped down. It was very strange. So... After that, we go back to V's house, we ate some delicious food, and then I had to leave and V had to leave. I had to leave because I had to drive all the way home, get my shit together, and then immediately turn around and leave again to drive to work an hour and a half north. So, And V had to work also, so V goes to work at the cafe, I go to head home to get ready to go to work. And I have to like rush in. Throw my fucking clothes on because I didn't give myself enough time. Get my shit together, get some medicine in me before I hit the road. And then, uh, once I've done that, you know, like I just hop in the car. I think I took the car that night and then I just drove destination to go to this gig that I had. And, uh, it was in Long Grove, Illinois. I had to take three. Tolls, which was $4.50. Let's talk about it. In 24 miles, the state of Illinois got me for $4.50 in tolls on the same road that I never left. That is fucking literal highway robbery of the most literal form. Highway fucking robbery. It's crazy. So any Hoosier. So back to I get to work and it's fucking bitch ass cold and again not quite feeling right there's all these little things that are kind of happening that i'm still not quite feeling right and i'm not really sure why migraine is still hanging on now i've had a i've i've been no pop for four days at this point coming into or three three days or four days coming into friday and i'm still having migraine problems i'm not sure why so i get to this event and it's in this ritzy ass country club we get there and the events will start at seven. So, right like five minutes to seven, we have our meeting, and the boss, the pit boss is like, Hey, they don't want to start dealing to these people until eight o'clock. So, we don't have to do shit until eight o'clock. We can actually just fucking hang out and chill until then for an hour, and we're still going to get paid for it. And although. They don't want us to start till 8 o'clock. They also want us to end an hour early. So, you guys don't have to be here till 11. You only have to be here till 10. I was like, oh, thank God. So, I realized my phone's going to die. And I'm like, fuck. So, I'm like, okay, boss, yo, homie, can I go out? Pit boss, dude, uh, Pat, I think it was his name, Patrick. So, like, hey, man, can I go out to the car and get my charger or throw my phone on the charger? I'm just, I just, uh, it's going to die. If not, I don't want to have to take forever to try to get my GPS started in the cold car. I want to be able to get on the fucking road when it's time to go home. He's like, yeah, no problem. So I run out there, and then I, I'm like, oh shit! I actually brought my in house charger. Like I'm just gonna bring it into the building, and I'll find an outlet there, and then I'll charge it, and then I'll have my phone charged, and it'll be with me, and not in the car. It'll be a win win. So I did that. It was pretty boring. Whatever. I deal to these people for two hours, and it was fun. Whatever. But I'm getting a migraine. It's hitting. It's bad. It's whatever. It's again coming on strong and now here we go again it's an hour and a half drive the opposite direction roads i really don't know and uh i'm on my drive home and i've got some tip money from the event and i want to go to walmart because i want to get sarah and Veronica a little early christmas gift i want to get them katamari reroll because it just came out this past Friday on the Nintendo Switch. If you don't know what Katamari is, you're an asshole. I'm sorry. Go look it up. It's a fucking amazingly fun game. It's super relaxing and zen, and it's not angry or competitive or anything. It's a great place to just, like, have fun and enjoy yourself and have a laugh. It's a game that can make you have a laugh. That's a great kind of game. And it's fun to play, and it's super simplistic and good for the kids and everything. So, anyways... Uh I go to Walmart. They don't have it. So I have a migraine. I get to Walmart. And they don't have the thing I'm looking for. I've now wasted a trip and I could have already been home. Fuck. So I get home. Girls are here. V is making mac and cheese. I'm not feeling right. I go and lay down in the bed for a few minutes. V comes and brings me some mac and cheese and I eat it, I'm still not feeling right, I take some more medicine, and then I'm just like, man, I'm really not feeling right, y'all, like, I think I'm just gonna peace out, so I crashed out, Saturday, get up, and I feel fucking great, I feel fucking amazing, actually, Saturday, it's like, scary how good I feel, I'm like, okay, this is strange, but, whatever, I'm not gonna fucking say no to this, this is... This is fucking awesome. Okay, so feel good. Feel fine. Let's, let's get about our day. I wake up, and like I said, I'm feeling fine, feeling ritzy. Something fucking stinks. It smells like straight-up dying-ass carcass. What the fuck is that smell? I can't figure it out at all. Sarah and Veronica, like, we couldn't figure it out last night either. Something's dead in this house. Like, something stinks is dead. Something has fucking died in this house. We don't know where it died, but it it is deceased. And you need to find whatever has happened and take care of it. Oh, I guess that's my job. Okay. So I got up, and I'm, like, kind of, man, on a mission style. I'm, like, I'm going to figure out where the smell is. And I started, like, really hardcore deep cleaning our living room. And what I mean by that is, like, I actually, like, removed all of our PS2 games where they sit and, like, cleaned that area out and reorganized everything and swept everything and moved the fucking pull-out sofa... Out of the way and fucking so I could sweep behind there. And I, I move the fucking sofa out of the way, right? And I'm trying to find out that where this fucking stink is coming from. It's fucking wretched, and like because I'm like and I'm trying to clean and like because I figure here's the deal: is the more I clean, the more it's going to just naturally start to smell good, anyways. And then we're going to start to process of elimination, find the stench and eliminate the odor imminently, right? So. I'm just like, all right, and I go to walk around the couch. It's out, right? It's like kind of hang. It's like um, I don't know how to really describe it, but it's like floating kind of, and I went to brush up against it, and something fucking stabs me, and it stabs me hard, and I was like, fuck, is exactly what I did. And, the, and, and V's like, what's wrong? And Sarah's like, what's going on? And I was like, this fucking couch just stabbed me. I don't know how the fuck it happened, but it fucking stabbed me. It hurts. It feels like someone drove a needle into me. And I don't know what's done this to me. I haven't looked at the wound. I've not looked at either thing. I'm just in, like, this state of anger. I'm like, what the fuck? So I look at the couch, and it is this fucking th- thick thick-ass tack-like thing that they use on the furniture to tack your upholstery to the actual piece of furniture, right? The fabric. Uh, It's an upholstery nail, I think is what it's called, but they're thick and like chunky and kind of square. So then I look at my leg and literally it's like meat hanging off. It's bad. So it's gushing. It's fucking bleeding because, again, hemophiliac, so I'm just bleeding. I'm like, oh, this is fucking lovely. Is it by an No, It's not actually, thankfully. It's like up more on my hip more than anywhere else. So I thought we fucking patch me. I get patched up, get back to work. I fucking clean the whole living room, and I'm like cleaning area by area, and I finally get to where our Christmas tree was setting And I go to move it, and the smell hits me so bad, I almost vomit. Like, not like back to Nick's house, but just like a different kind of nausea over it took me. It was just like a wretched stench that just made me want to fucking puke my guts out. So I'm like, uh, I look down under the Christmas tree, and there's the biggest pile of cat shit I've ever seen. And it's hard as a fucking rock. I mean, it's like a hockey puck of fucking cat shit. I wish I didn't already have the episode title planned because a hockey puck of cat shit is a great episode title. <laughs> oh, I love it. Anyways, I'm like, well, I found the fucking problem and I fucking go get some shit to clean. I go get some supplies to clean the actual shit up. I don't go get some shit to clean some shit up. I got some supplies to clean the cat shit up, clean it up. Took us straight out to the dumpster, come back inside, and I'm like, all right, we're going to keep fucking deep cleaning this living room, and I just kept on. So like I said, we've already deep cleaned the fuck out of it on a level that I can't even describe to you, like declutterized and de, you know, fucking reorganized and done all these things really to just make it as feng shui, as they say, as possible, so the girls are like, hey, we're going to go get lunch. Sarah had finished with her piano lesson at this point. We're going to go get lunch, and I fucking rocked out and finished that. Finishing that, I realized that I'm running out of time. Okay, so when they go to leave to go to get food, they're going to go to Bombers. I'm like, hey, girls, here, take my money. I hand them the money, some of the money that I had earned from the previous night. I'm like, go to GameStop and get yourselves fucking Katamari Reroll. I want you to have it sincerely i want you guys to have this game get it for yourselves so they leave on that mission and i'm in here fucking working and cleaning and watching cnn news is the craziness that's unfolding at the white house is happening which you guys will not actually be hearing about tomorrow shockingly uh but hopefully he's saving that for a much bigger conversation i guess I, i'm really looking forward to hearing ap's take on all this shit that's been happening with all the uh sentencing memos but anyways um uh, They're out on their mission, I finish up the shit, and I'm like working in the house some more, and I decide I'm going to hang some Christmas lights, and I hang some, because I'm really festive this year. I'm just, for some reason, in 2018, this Christmas, I'm really fucking feeling it. Like, I am genuinely enjoying the Christmas spirit this year. Don't know what that's about, not sure why it is that way, it's not always that way, but I'm having a good time this year, and I'm having a fun time. So they get back. They didn't have the game. What? We went to GameStop. They didn't have the game. What are you talking about? They didn't even know what the game was. They didn't even know what catamar is. We had to explain it to them. What? Yeah, but they said there are other stores that have them. Okay. Well, I looked and I already saw that other stores have them because Sarah had texted me the details that they didn't have it. So we were like rehashing the conversation again. And uh, I was like, oh, well, Hammond has it. So I finish eating my food, I immediately put clothes on, I get in the truck, I I get in the car, because it's still warm from them having been gone, and I fly my ass to the fucking GameStop in uh, Hammond, not too far from the crib, and I fucking get there, and they have my game, they have the game, they have Katamari Roll, I pick it up, it's a great time, get back. And I have to immediately shower. And here's what's crazy. I had to shower, tear my drums down, load the truck, print and create the set lists for the show that we were going to play. All within 42 minutes. Because of the time had took me to get from the house back to, uh, to the house from GameStop. So, I... Fucking, like, got here, and I'm, like, on speedball mode. I run and take a shower real quick. Get out. Make the set list real quick. Go. Tear the drums down real quick. Tell Veronica to put her car in the garage. Car's in the garage. Bring the truck. Back it up. Fucking load the truck up real quick. Have the truck running so it's already warm. We hop in. We're fucking, we keep having little things slow us down. Bit by bit, we're we're... We're fucking slowing down time and we're getting later and later and later. And we had some plans. We needed to stop off in Lowell to take a little bit of a break. Thank heavens we did. Uh, We do stop off at Lowell, and Veronica's door to her room was cracked open just a hair. She must not have got it shut when she had left after work on uh, Friday night. So there was like her room was ice cold because there was just like a tiny little crack that just let all this cold ass air in. So we leave there, we head down to Lafayette, we get to Lafayette, we get to the North End Pub, we get inside, it's fucking great, it's great to see Nick, it's great to see everybody, Dick is there, he looks miserable, poor dude is sick, he's not feeling well, he's kind of been dealing with ailments throughout the week like I have, but they're different ailments, he's sick for a different reason, nothing to do with migraines, poor guy, so he's not feeling the best. He kinda gets through it, you know, and, and, and he's like, I'm gonna power through the show at least to your guys' set, and then I'm gonna fucking dip, man, because I'm not I'm not doing good. I'm like, wow, I can tell you're not doing do good. I can see and my buddy Linder's there and Mike Smith is there, and like I said, Nick Max isn't there, some Casey Taylor's there, we're like I'm fucking seeing all my friends and it's a great time, it's fucking amazing, and it's like it's just like overload of friends. Miranda's there, it's like, oh I I, I see you and I know you and how, how are you doing? How are you? Austin Hill, how's... it's like everybody, right? It's great, great time and we're there and i'm pumped and walk among us is playing a show by the way i don't know if i said that yet but we we did in fact have the show oh i did say that because we had to print the sets so uh, the band that's on stage is we're a little bit behind it should have been when we were getting there should have been the band right before us having start played and we were immediately going to get set up. But that isn't the case. They were a little bit behind. We got to watch this other band, Cavalcade. They were a lot of fun to listen to. And then the band that played right before us was Redtail. And I'm pretty sure Redtail and us, we shared a stage back in March of last year. Thank you so much to uh, my notifications for fucking Gmail for working now when I don't want you to. And not working when I need you to when like I'm trying to reset my fucking password for fucking something. So anyways... Uh, we're hanging out, we're watching these bands and then it's like, okay, Cavalcade gets off stage, Red Tail starts playing and I'm like, okay, hey, one song into Red Tail, I'm going to have to go get the truck, move it over to where we're going to have to unload, fucking set the drums out, outside in the cold, get my gear, hundred, get everything as ready as we can so as soon as the door is open and the set for Red Tail is over, we can get up on stage get set up, and get in line because we don't want to run this set any longer. The quicker we can get up on stage and set up, the more songs we can get under our belt because we are a really fast teardown. We're like a four-minute teardown to get off the fucking stage. It does not take us any time. You know, we could probably really, if we sped ball it we, could pro- speed it, we could probably get off the stage somewhere in between a minute and a half and two minutes if I'm really being honest. So anyways, we get up on stage and we play a fun fucking set it was really amazing and i played a little fast throughout the set it was a great time the crowd was enjoying the energy there was a fucking fun crowd reaction and people singing along and dancing along and getting crazy we had a fucking fan uh and and friend to me mike smith come up on stage and you know do some uh do we are 138 with us which was fan fucking tastic and we close the show with Killer Wolf, and then it's we got to tear down, so we get everything off stage. We're out in the cold again, and it's fun because I go from freezing cold to set the drums up to hot while I'm performing. And then once I'm fully hot and boiling on stage, we get to immediately go back out in the cold, and then I get to cool down slowly as I tear the drums and everything down. I kind of took my time tearing the drums and stuff down. I was just like lackadaisically doing it because I was just beat after the set. It was really high energy and very exhaustive for me so i was just like oh man i just want to like fucking nap now and i didn't get a chance to nap i promise we're getting to like comic book news and stuff folks you guys tune in you're like is this nate's life i tuned to the wrong show no you didn't turn the wrong show i'm just recapping some shit because it's been a crazy week for me and it's worth recapping as we go into this next fucking week before we get into the comic news would you guys not like me or something shit you don't think my story's cool it's not worth telling. Fine, fuck you. Anyways, so we uh, we tear down. We load the truck up. We, you know, kind of make our way around the crew of different people. We say our goodbyes. We head over to uh, to Dick Dick's house one more time because the girls wanted to check out the house. We were there for a bit. Dick's still not feeling the best. We were trying to figure out what we were going to do. We decided we were going to leave Dick's house and go eat at Pete's Diner. You can hear all about that on Wednesday when you hear the review from Pete's Diner on Foodie's Watching Movies. I think that's episode six or seven. Not really sure, but it's the one that's coming up this Wednesday, folks. Make sure to check it out right here on the Journey into Comics Network at journeyintocomics.com or on iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher Radio, Spotify, Google Play Music, all those different places. Did I stay Stitcher Radio? I probably did. Uh, Anyways, so back to it. We go. Get done with the set. Go to Dicks. Leave Dix. Go to Pete's Diner. Leave Pete's Diner. Head home. Crash. Sunday. I've been hanging out all day, folks, watching football. Chilling. Finally got to watch. Well, I finally got to get to the point in the night where I got to hang out and watch the Bears play. They beat the fucking Rams. Best team in the NFL. We stomped them like little bitches. Held them to six points. No touchdowns. Two field goals. Beat them 15-6. to six. Got a safety on him with a quarterback sack. Fucking A. It was a great game. Great win for the Bears. It was a great morale boost. We go 9-4 as we get deeper and deeper into the season, folks. We are deeper, deeper, and deeper into this podcast as we're uh, way deep into the show here. I am officially going to start talking about comic book news. It's going to be a long one tonight, folks. Let's have another drink break brought to you by Poor News coming out tomorrow right here on the Journey to Comics Network. Goddamn, water is good. It's just like the best nourishment. Again, thank you, notifications. I don't want you and you give it to me. Guys, check this shit out. Black Panther has been nominated for some awards. Are you kidding me right now? Let's talk about it right now. Black Panther has woke up to learn that it was nominated for Best Drama Award. So it kind of falls in this interesting category because the Golden Globes don't really have a superhero category. They, they essentially have like drama, comedy, or musical. And since it's not any of those things really, they're just going to kind of... It's interesting because it's going to go up against Black Klansman, Bohemian Rhapsody, If Beale Street Could Talk, and A Star is Born. Um, and man, there's some, that is some stiff competition considering a lot of those movies did really, really well at the box office this year. Uh, Black Panther being nominated for a Golden Globe also means that it is very possible that we'll get a nod for the Academy, possibly. We'll have to see. Something beyond just special effects. But also, I'm not sure how that would work. We'll have to see. We'll have to see. <clears throat> Guys, it happened. Oh, actually, let's not get to that yet. I almost jumped the gun too much. Too quick. I just want to say, it's cool to see Black Panther getting nominated for awards, and it's. I think it's about time it's deserving that these some of these Marvel movies are really fantastic, and maybe it's not the one that I would have picked to be the first to possibly go in for a win, and there may be some better other stories that could have taken place that could have won other categories, let's just say, but uh, I think that it being up there speaks volumes, because it says, like, look, it's been 10 years, motherfuckers, and the marvel comic brand and the mcu is not a fad or a trend like mcu movies are here to stay long term so you got to just think seeing black panther get nominated for a golden globe like this it does mean there's possible future for other movies coming out and i'm just saying and we're going to get to that here in a minute before we get to that here in a minute marvel ultimate alliance 3 has been announced the black order exclusively for nintendo switch that makes me really happy i'm really excited uh marvel the marvel ultimate alliance series honestly one of my favorite video game series from my younger days just playing with some friends it was always a blast to like get a group of guys together and you had a lot of your characters already unlocked and you could just be like i'm gonna be fucking deadpool and you be fucking nightcrawler and you be fucking thor and it'll be a great time and You just, you know, three-man team up and go through the fucking game and just kick ass. You could play that game for two days and just whip ass, and it was so much fucking fun. So to see that the game series is finally coming back, it's going to include members of Guardians of the Galaxy. It's got, like, a humongous story, gigantic cast. It is exclusive, like I said, to the Switch. Uh, I'm really looking forward to this, folks. Uh, They did not say when it's going to come out, but it's supposed to be coming out In 2019, which is just around the corner as we are, uh, looks like, 21 short days. 21 short days away from 2019. That's crazy. Whew. That's, That's a wild prospect, folks. So all these little things that I'm teasing, there was one really humongous thing that came out this week. It's the whole reason I'm doing a podcast today. I just wanted to have a uh, talk about my life and stuff because this other thing really kind of is going to star on its own, folks. We're going to a couple times now, a couple times through, uh, officially, officially, folks, the Avengers 4 trailer dropped. We're going to talk about it here. We're the first on the network to do so. I finally get to have claim to say that I get to talk about this first. Woo! So here we go. We're going to watch the whole thing. I'm going to kind of like briefly comment while I'm watching this. Actually, I'm probably not going to say a whole lot. Maybe. We'll see. But I am going to go back and like try to do some frame-by-frames throughout this thing. Maybe I'll just do that at the start. We'll see. We'll see how I'm feeling. But if you guys haven't yet seen it yet, the Avengers trailer has come out. We are going to not spoil that title yet. uh, But here we go. It's Iron Man's mask. It's beat to shreds from what Thanos did to it. It's not a complete mask either, obviously. Stay on. Scans him. The mask did. If you find this recording, don't feel bad about this. Part of the journey is the end. Just for the record, Give me chills just to hear him say that. The promise of rescue is more fun than it sounds. Food and water ran out four days ago. Oxygen will run out tomorrow morning. So, so this is essentially him recording his final message. Off, I will dream about you. It's always you. He shuts the mask off. Ho, 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 ho. Scarecrow Thanos bitching, walking in the field. Exactly what he said he was gonna do. New Avengers facility. Oh, Steve it's crying. Widow talking. Shuri, Peter, and Scott Lang definitely among the missing. Thor looking brooding but not really saying anything. Nebula on the same ship Tony's on, let's not forget. lost family. Seems like a new character. Natasha's looking at him. It's revealed as Hawkeye. It's Jeremy Renner. He's back! I found him! This is gonna work, Steve. I know it is. Because I don't know what I'm gonna do if it doesn't. Mobile. That just like almost brought tears to my eyes him saying that. I've watched this trailer like fucking ten times. Avengers Endgame. The front door that's me can you buzz me in april oh baby oh man let me just say okay that trailer was fantastic it has just enough doesn't give away anything it has a lot of room for me to give you guys a lot of opinions of where i think they can spin this off what i actually think they plan to do what i think the misdirects are in this and how things are really going to shake out so first and foremost I just want to say that this trailer did crazy crazy numbers folks okay and those numbers are I'm trying to fucking find where it is here and okay so the it has like 200 and 84 million downloads in 24 hours. It's crazy. It's a crazy record that they've set. Uh, also, I want to mention this happened in, in comics before we get into my opinions of what I thought about the trailer and, and really diving into them. And aside from just like numbers talking, the Snappening, as we've been calling it, actually has an official name now The Decimation. It is not the Snappening. The decimation is what happened when Thanos did the snap and uh, got rid of half of all life um, in the universe. Uh, That's pretty cool because the decimation is just like brooding as fucking evil. and Like, god damn, you know, like, what the fuck? Uh, Let's see here. I wanted to talk about this. There have been some questions raised. Uh, about, like, why is Captain Marvel not in there? Come on, we didn't really expect Captain Marvel. They're not going to... They can't give us the first time we're seeing Captain Marvel teaming up with the Avengers in the trailer. That's called blowing your load way too early. That's a payoff moment we need to see on film in real time, especially after March when we actually see the movie. Like, maybe after March, after we see the movie, we get to see, like, a trailer with her interacting with someone or something. But come on now. Get out of here with all that. you know some people are asking this question. I think this is a very valid question. How does Scott Lang get out of the quantum realm and I want to address that now, immediately. Here's my theory on this folks. I'm not reading from any kind of script or have anything pre-planned. This is direct from my mind. this is what I believe is going to be happening. So essentially the decimation happens. Certain members retreat back to avengers facility in upstate new york not all of them but some of them the ones that are remaining i feel like maybe roadie decides like this is way too fucked up i'm just lucky that i'm here i'm gonna go home on my sword because that was too fucking much like i can't be a part of this shit anymore that fucked me up i got ptsd ain't like no other you know or some shit so he's out of commission, and then, you know, you got a couple Avengers at Avengers Tower or Avengers facility there in upstate New York, and a lot of time is going to pass for them. And I'm talking, like, a couple years probably. And it'll show, like, it'll do it'll show, like, a couple minutes after the snap, and then, like, after the snap, it'll go four years later, and it'll be back, and they'll be still talking about it. Like, we still I still can't believe, like, He did it. He wiped down half of all life. Like, what are we going to do? And they're going to see Scott, and they're going to think it's like an old message that's just like glitched and playing. And they're like, how do we miss this? Oh, this fucking thing. Then they realize that it really happened. How did Scott get there? He got, if you guys followed Ant-Man and the Wasp, at the end of Ant-Man and the Wasp, he was in the Quantum Tunneler when the decimation happened, where Hank Pym Hope him, and Janet Van Dyne all were snapped. And he's trapped in the quantum tunneler. So he is going to take Janet's advice and get trapped in a time vortex. He's going to start working through time vortexes. He's going to see a couple. He'll maybe go and do a bad wrong one or something and find his way back. I'm not sure how that would work. Or he'll just, on first try, get the right one in slight the future to the 4 years later point where we are currently he'll get out of the quantum tunneler cuz that'll be the outfield for the you know thing and the the van will have just probably been staying there in stasis this whole time no one's really going to fuck with it you know the world's changed no one's going to go out and look for shit on rooftops like that so he'll get out he'll go to avengers tower cuz he knows upstate new york oh i know i know cap i know i remember I remember everything in the news. They were going upstate New York. I remember, you know, like all the papers, blah, blah, blah. When you're in jail, you have a lot of time to read, whatever the excuse is. So then he'll show up and he's going to be like, look, guys, I have an idea. And it's a crazy idea. But I think I know how I can save everyone. We're going to go into the quantum tunneler. We're going to go to the past. We're going to undo. We're going to do the reverse of what we're doing now. But everyone's going to play essentially themselves. And we're going to kind of phase in and out and try to adjust some of the events that happened. Just enough. Just enough to knock the decimation off course. Just enough to keep one of the stones out of his hand. Just enough to do anything to undo what has happened. Or try to get everybody to be safe, right? Not sure how that's going to play out, but we'll have to see. I do love this question and... um, Maybe it is a simple out of frame, but a lot of people are curious. Where is Rocket Raccoon in this? How did he not get included in this trailer whatsoever? Um, po- I, I do think that it's possible he's just off frame and not being seen. I think it'd be funny as shit if someone else said something about him being a raccoon Like after the after the decimation. He's like, what the fuck are these raccoons? Like I keep hearing about them. And they go, well, you're on Earth. There's lots of raccoons. Maybe you should go find your people. Maybe he goes and, like, tries to be one with the rac- the surviving raccoons, you know? But then he's like, this is not fucking me. I need to get back to it. That'd be a weird side story. I don't think they're going to go down that route. That's just crazy fantasy booking. But uh I think that Nebula, uh some people are curious, like, Nebula, where was she at? Well, she's obviously in the Milano, like Tony was. Um one thing to note, the Milano in one shot looks like a sparrow. I think it's interesting to mention that the sparrow is actually a symbol that sailors used to get tattooed on them as a way to signify the end of a journey. And I think that's a beautiful thing. So I thought it was interesting when the Milano is floating in this one particular scene in space, it looks like a sparrow. And I was like, oh, that's like clever, subtle it also could be nothing but i don't think it's nothing but i think nebula is actually on the ship with tony and i actually think that nebula and tony are kind of at odds nebula's like i'm a cyborg i don't really need to eat that much like it's not that big a deal to me i'm fine and oxygen is not really a big deal to me either like whatever it's cool but you're human so you're probably going to die whatever i can't save you Sorry, because that's how Nebula is. She doesn't give a fuck about this random human guy, no matter what. But maybe they worked together to get the Milano working so they could get off of Titan. They're adrift in space. And, of course, I love—I would love the concept of, like, Tony records the message that's the first part of that trailer and Nebula just at the after, like, what they didn't let you hear because they have to give some comic relief for the movie, though, is like Nebula after that being like, God, quit being so overdramatic. We're going to be fine. Like, I put out a distress call, and there's some possibilities of some people coming. Now, one thing some people have said is, like, well, could that be Captain Marvel? Maybe. I like that as a possible answer to save Tony. I think it's cool. Possible. Who knows? Uh, Some people go, oh, what about Pepper? Could it be rescue? They've shown pictures of her on set as rescue. Is that the thing? I don't think that's the case. I don't think that she could get that far out without having some sort of device send her that deep into space. So I don't really think so, but I don't know. I do think it's possible that Craglin could be one of those people. Craglin uh, built a little bit of a rapport with Nebula at the end of Guardians two, and it would be really fun to have him just like out of nowhere save their asses. Like, well, I was locked in on the Milano, and I I knew you had uh, I knew you had some. Uh, some trebles, because I got your SOS, and I got right here. I thought you'd like buy a hat or a pretty dress. Something to make the girls go, ooh, that's nice. You know, so uh, I think Kraglin's a lock for being one of the people that could possibly save Tony. I also think, I really think that it's possible that maybe Thor could save Tony. I don't know how. Exactly, he could use the Bifrost and, and Stormbreaker to, uh... oh, that's a concept. So I don't know exactly how he would use Stormbreaker to like open the Bifrost directly to Tony if he didn't know where the Milano was or that Tony was even on the Milano, but I guess that's a terrible concept anyways. Uh... So it seems like, the world kind of uh, has PTSD about the decimation because according to this, it's showing that people who we know as the audience who've watched the movie have been snapped are quote missing and missing means that they are not dead. Like Thanos said, where he wiped out half of all life, they're just missing. Right? So, I uh I just think that it's interesting to talk about how the fact that like the Avengers probably don't come out and say straight up like hey by the way uh <laughs> this is our plan anyways. So Oh, uh yeah, see they do I forgot I forgot that actually. They do feature a pretty interesting Infinity Gauntlet Easter egg in the trailer, where um, Bruce is looking at the people who are missing. It shows Scott Lang is missing, Peter Parker. Ugh. Revenge of the Yawns tonight. Peter Parker is missing. Shuri is missing, and that's like very similar to the some of the people who were in the fan or who were in uh, the Infinity Gauntlet story. That went missing as well. So here's an interesting thing to note about the Avengers trailer, which... I loved it. I loved the energy of it. I love that you don't really see Thanos. I love that it seems like some of the guys that played minor roles in the first part of this two-part movie are going to take bigger roles. Natasha and Steve. Eh. I feel like Thor is actually going to take quite a bit of a backseat. Like, he's going to be really fucked up. Uh, and a lot of that comes from the fact that he... Essentially, was the king of Asgard, and it had, let's say, 100 people. We're just going to, for the sake of the decimation, use 100 as the, as the number. So the decimation hasn't happened yet. Thanos finds the Asgardian ship, and he kills half right there. Okay? Then the decimation later happens and another 20 or another half of the remaining half so another 25% total of their population is gone meaning they only have 25% remaining Thor's going to be fucked up y'all he's not going to be able to handle it and it's going to it's going to show him in a different light like he's going to be unable to cope because he's lost his brother, he's lost Heimdall, he's assumedly lost Korg and Valkyrie, and everyone he loves. Odin is dead. Uh, his mom's dead. Frigga. I think I can't. I never remember her name. But uh, I, I want to get back to the to this other news though that is accompanying the fact that the Endgame trailer came out, which by the way, awesome to see. Avengers Endgame is the official name. I do like that name. I do think it is well done. Well well thought out. Clever. It's a beautiful callback to that line in Age of Ultron where uh, Tony says, What are you gonna do about that up there? That 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 up there, that's the endgame. Or that's the end game. That up there. What so he says something to that to that effect. Speaking of which, Marvel failed to reserve Avengersendgame.com and now that actually re uh it like redirects you to the homepage for Once Upon a Deadpool. The guy who owns it, a guy in chair, says, I own AvengersEndgame.com and AvengersEndgameMovie.com. But I don't want them. I want to trade them for a ticket to the Avengers Endgame premiere in LA. A guy can dream, can't he? He's trying to barter. That's kind of fucking shitty. I don't know if I like that, but We'll see. Uh, Apparently, Endgame has broke a Fandango record. Uh, This just then, Avengers Endgame has broken its first record. It is the year's most viewed trailer in the first 24 hours of release on our Fandango Movie Clips YouTube network. 38 million subscribers, and it hasn't even been 24 hours yet. Get ready for an all-timer, folks. Some industry experts claiming that 289 million views in the first 24 hours, by the way. Uh, Some industry experts claiming that Endgame could easily crush the two billion number and that it is possible that it could become the number one grossing all-time usurping Avatar or Titanic. I think it's Avatar right now, but uh, as we said, it's officially the most viewed uh, trailer in 24 hours. Here is an interesting thing, folks. We're going to kind of shift. Let me just say one last thing about the endgame here. I'm fucking jazzed for endgame. It is going to be popping. I love that they moved the date to April 26th. As I said, I called that here first, folks. You guys heard it from me uh, earlier in the year. I had said, do not be surprised at all to see Marvel move this date up to hit. Really, it's going to come out Thursday the 25th for preview night. That's going to be... A humongous, ginormic, oh my heaven, 7-Eleven week. Because that night is going to be the Avengers premiere. The very next night is going to be a show that I can't talk about yet that we have yet to announce. And then the very next night, the Misfits will be playing in Chicago. It's going to be fucking popping. And that's like a week after my birthday. So, going to be a good time, folks. Really looking forward to Avengers Endgame. That's all I've got to say for that now. I can't wait to see more footage. Don't expect more footage from this for quite some time. And it, as always, folks, if you guys have questions about this trailer, if I didn't cover an important question that you think I, I should have or, or talked about something that you know I might have missed or something, you know, fucking forgot something, let me know. I'll talk about it. I'll discuss it. I'll fix it. I'll figure it out. We'll get into it. Uh Kevin Feige, apparently, here's an interesting thing. Uh, It seems that Kevin Feige reviewed the script and tone for the X-Men Dark Phoenix movie. That's an interesting play considering, well, X-Men Dark Phoenix is a Fox movie. It's presumably going to be the last Fox movie before the merger So, I'm not really sure why Kevin Feige was reviewing it as if he had a say. Unless, secretly, they're starting to plant seeds for these guys to interject into the MCU. I would really love to see that happen. We're just going to have to wait and see what happens. There's only one last thing to cover, folks. It's kind of a big one. There was a humongous reveal that happened this weekend. I had said that there was a possibility of this, and it didn't come to fruition how we expected, and it actually got delayed, As did the Avengers 4 trailer, or the Endgame trailer. um, Mentioning that the Endgame trailer was supposed to come out on Wednesday, but due to the burial of George H.W. Bush, they pushed it to Friday. Uh, But during the... I'm going to fuck this up here. The CCXP uh, Expo in Brazil. They debuted the trailer for the next Spider-Man Far From Home. Uh, and someone has a little synopsis of what you see. It says, We just watched the Spider-Man trailer far from home. The webhead is famous and is going to Europe with friends on a tour and prefers to leave the uniform in New York. He arrives in Venice. Spidey is approached by Nick Fury and is recruited for a mission to defeat a giant villain made of stone and water. Mysterio appears and saves the day, pretending to be a hero. Peter and his friends are in danger, and Aunt May and Happy Hogan are having an affair. Spectacular action scenes. Peter and Michelle having a romance and Ned laughing. A lot going on and ultimately the reveal of Jake Gyllenhaal as Mysterio. So it looks like this movie is going to be pretty interesting. It looks like this movie has got a lot of questions. Nick Fury brings in Mysterio as a good guy to help defeat Elementals. So Mysterio isn't a bad guy. And I'm just going to let you guys know, don't buy that horse shit. Mysterio is through and through a bad guy. He's going to be the worst of the worst. You cannot convince me otherwise. Uh, The elementals that Mysterio and Spidey are facing, they were created by Mysterio. It's his fucking scheme. That's going to be the whole crux of the movie. He's going to be wishing he was cool like Spider-Man because Spidey's famous and Mysterio's not. He wants to make a name for himself because Quentin Beck is kind of a loser type. Ultimately, I think that he'll kind of turn on Parker, realize that Parker and Spider-Man are one and the same, and go after him kind of much like other villains who go after Spidey do. Uh, I love that Peter and Michelle, also known as MJ, are going to romance in this movie. Uh, I like that it's interesting to know that Happy Hogan and Aunt May are doing some stuff together, like having a little diddy in an affair That's an interesting turn of events. Like, what? Stark wants a piece of May, but Happy gets her? All right. So Uncle Happy, I guess. That's a weird one. Uh, It's cool to know that Nick Fury is going to be in this movie and asking and recruiting Spidey on a separate mission. It also allows him to get the the stealth uniform, which is cool, the new stealth uniform, which you guys have seen some pictures of online. Uh, I'm really looking forward to Spider-Man Far From Home beckons to question what or i'm just you know I'm, I'm curious now like uh what's the word i'm looking for here it's just curious to me like what we're gonna see how the, with everything that's happening it's interesting because captain marvel is set in a time where it can't spoil things spider-man isn't alluding to when it is and is going to be very, very 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 sparse with details to, all three of these movies come out next year in a, just a quick succession of time. March, April, and then June, I think. Or July, is it July? Let's see. what. what oh, I, oh, I fucking closed down on it already? Shit. Oh, well. Anyways, folks... I think that's going to do it for this long-ass episode of Journey into Comics, man. It's just like I had a lot to unpack from everything that's happened. It was a blast to play Lafayette with Walk Among Us. We always have a fun time there and love the crowd and the energy and whatnot. It's always a fun time talking comic books with you guys. It was crazy to me to wake up on uh, Friday morning at 8 a.m. and go pee. And as soon as I wake up, I am watching the uh end game trailer and going oh my god marvel has done it again like the culmination of 22 movies here we are you know and i'm really i'm gonna be a sucker and i'm gonna say it like this but i cannot wait to see what kind of crazy 22 disc box that they put together with every single uh what do you call this chapter one of the mcu i mean i don't i don't even know how you quantize this phase but It is the first arc the MCU has put together. And over 22 movies, they did it successfully. Now imagine if they get all their ducks in a row with all their different characters, can take their time, plan years out, and slow down, maybe pump the brakes, maybe bring it to two movies a year. I'm not not really sure. I'm not really positive what they would do. I mean, I like the three movies a year thing because it's like fucking more Marvel the merrier. You could give me one Marvel movie every quarter, every year, and I'd be fucking stoked. You know, just like, boom, one in March, boom, one in June, boom, one in October, boom, one in December. You know, that's probably really not greatly spaced out. But you know what I'm saying? It would just be a blast, a genuine fucking blast. I would be, I think, uh, September... Not October. That's why that was fucking wrong. But anyways, folks, this has been Journey into Comics 221. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. As always, you can check out the Journey into Comics podcast and network at journeyintocomics.com where you get all the different shows on our network Monday through Sunday, 365 days a year. We never stop. We won't stop. We won't quit. We're the best in the world at what we do or we try to be anyways, I guess. Also, get us on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play Music, Spotify. Uh, Yeah. That's where you can get us. Also, go to patreon.com backslash journey into comics. Give us a dollar. I'm going to just keep saying it until I'm blue in the face for that early access and exclusive content. Or if you can give us $10 a month, that's cool too. We'll give you shit. There's different tiers. Just check it out. I'm sure you guys will find something you like. And it'll be supporting us, which is all... We need is a little extra support to just keep doing the things we love to do, folks. We love you guys so much. We thank you guys so much for listening to Journey into Comics. This has been Journey into Comics 221 Endgame. I've been your host, Nate. Thanks so much for listening. As always, tip your caps back and fill those brains with shit. Later.